Welcome to the radio broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Reverend Randale Kane Jr. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Please sit back and enjoy this message already in progress. Beloved, as Christians, we are called by God to do something for God. Amen. And should expect to be guided by God by the power of the Holy Spirit in all that we do. For us to be in right relationship with God, to know what to do for God and how to do it for God, we need to know what God wants us to do. Often God reveals what God wants us to do when we pray to God, when we have a conversation with God, when we talk to God, and even more importantly, allow for God to speak to us and then we listen to God not just hear God, but actually listen to God. And after we have had our conversation with God, after we have prayed, we should not move too fast in seeking to do what we want to do. Some of us move too fast. In Sunday school, we learned you've got to wait on the Lord. You see, we should be as thoughtful as we are prayerful to make sure that when we leave our moments of prayer, that we engage in a life movement in seeking to give God praise, honor, and glory. Amen. You see, beloved, after we pray, we still have to look at all the choices that are before us. And then as we do every single day of our lives, we have to make a decision. And beloved, believe me when I say this because I know it to be true. Your life will be the sum total of every single decision that you make. Beloved, the title of today's message is Rebuilding the Walls, Part 2. The decision. The decision. When we left Nehemiah last Sunday, he was preparing to go to the king, King Artaxerxes, to ask for something that someone in his position was not supposed to do. He was going to ask him to give him permission to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the city that was now in ruins. Beloved, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. In terms of his importance in comparison to the king, King Artaxerxes, he was just a cupbearer. Beloved, you will have your just moments in life when others may look at you and when you may look at yourself and see your lack and limitations. You are just a black person. You are just a woman. You are just old. You are just an entry-level, low-level employee. You are just from the wrong side of the tracks with the wrong education, the wrong experience, and the wrong exposure. You are just you. You are just whatever you may be that may suggest that you should not expect to get but so much out of life. And beloved, because of the just moments in your life, that is why you should make sure that you keep the prayer lines open. For the Apostle Paul wrote about the just moments in your life in 1 Corinthians 1 and 27. But God has chosen the just foolish things of the world that he might shame the wise. And God has chosen the just weak things of the world that he might shame the strong. And beloved, Nehemiah was just a cupbearer who had to do something that made him ever so thankful that he had a relationship with God. Is anybody thankful for their relationship with God? For beloved Nehemiah was doing his job as a cupbearer to King Artaxerxes, and he looked like what he was going through. 
As Nehemiah 2 and 1 revealed, now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Beloved, while some people have an amazing ability to not look like what they have been through or are going through, some people absolutely look like what they have been through and absolutely look like what they are going through. When you're going through cancer treatments, it is not unusual for you to lose your hair and lose some weight. You look like what you're going through. When you lose your job, you just might stop going out as much and picking up the check when you do. You look like what you are going through. When your relationships are moving sideways or backwards, you will sometimes find yourself sad and crying, resisting gathering with others, desiring to just be left alone. You look like what you are going through. You see, sometimes you look like what you are going through. And King Artaxerxes saw that Nehemiah was going through as he asked him in Nehemiah 2 and 2, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Beloved, basically the king, King Artaxerxes, was looking at Nehemiah and said, What is wrong with you, Nehemiah? What's wrong with you? Beloved, when you are going through something and someone asks you what is wrong with you, you have a couple of choices. You can lie and say that everything is fine when everything is far from fine. Or you can tell the truth. You can tell them what is going on, what is really going on. Beloved, I tell you, there's so much more of a blessing when you tell people what's really going on. You see, beloved, when you take that chance to tell people what's really going on, you might find that God gives you two blessings. One, sometimes there is a sense of relief and just getting things out. Sometimes you feel better just by telling somebody what's going on with you. That is a blessing. Amen. And then, beloved, in the Kairos timing of God, the one who you speak to may actually be able to help make the situation better. That's another blessing, the best blessing. So, beloved, sometimes you do not need to keep what is going wrong in your life to yourself. And you need to take the chance that the one who is asking may actually be able to help. Nehemiah took the chance in Nehemiah 2 and 3 and said unto the king, let the king live forever, gave him his respect. But then he spoke his truth. Why should not my countenance be sad? When the city, the place of my father's sepulchers, where my ancestors are buried, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire. Beloved, when you approach some people with things like that, all they can say and all they're going to say to you is, well, honey, I'm going to pray for you. But beloved, Nehemiah had already prayed. He didn't need somebody else to pray for him. Now Nehemiah needed for his prayers to be answered. Answered so that the walls of Jerusalem could be rebuilt. The king, King Artaxerxes, responded in Nehemiah 2 and 4, What dost thou make request? Beloved, the king, King Artaxerxes, did not say that he was going to pray for Nehemiah. Instead, he asked Nehemiah, What do you want? Beloved, James 4 and 2 tells us, Ye have not, because ye ask not. Nehemiah had prayed before he came to the king, and he was praying while he was talking to the king. And so he responded to the king in Nehemiah 2 and 5, If it please the king, and if thy servants have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, my ancestors' graves, that I may rebuild. Who was he to ask such a great thing of the king? 
Beloved, who are you to ask anyone great things? Who are you? But ye have not, because ye ask not. Nehemiah asked, and the king, King Artaxerxes, responded in Nehemiah 2 and 6, For how long shall thy journey be, and when wilt thou return? Beloved, the king, King Artaxerxes, did not say no. But ye have not, because ye ask not. Nehemiah asked the king, King Artaxerxes, and he said yes. Now, beloved, Nehemiah not only had God on his side, he also had the king, King Artaxerxes, on his side too. Ye have not, because ye ask not. So, beloved, Nehemiah continued with his asking. I mean, if he said yes to this, he might say yes to something else too. So he asked for letters that would give him passage in other lands that a cupbearer would not normally have, and he asked for materials and resources to repair the city of Jerusalem when he got there. And beloved, once again, the king, King Artaxerxes said, yes, beloved, ye have not because ye ask not. Is anybody getting a clue about what I'm saying? Maybe you need to quit being so fearful and start asking for some of the things, not just that you want, but that you need in your life. Beloved, what blessing have you passed on? Because you knew it was too great for you and your limited time, talent, and treasure that just might have been granted to you if you would ask God and then let God lead you beyond your fears to God's favor, beyond your hesitation to God's help, beyond your worry to God's wonderful power, beyond your burdens to God's blessings. Beloved, it may not be too late for you to ask, but do remember... Ye have not, because ye ask not. Beloved, Nehemiah had prayed, and Nehemiah had asked, and Nehemiah had received, and all was good for Nehemiah, that is. For, beloved, sometimes we only know that we're experiencing God's good because we've also had to go through some of life's bad. Has anybody experienced some bad in life? Has anybody experienced some of God's good in life? You see, beloved, while all seemed to be going good for Nehemiah, Nehemiah 2 and 10 reveals when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Beloved, please hear me on this. You might want to grab your children close on this. Beloved, if you're going to achieve anything worth achieving, you're going to face some opposition. If you want to give the cry of victory, you're going to have to vanquish someone or something. If you want to have a celebratory party, you're going to have to do something worth celebrating. If you want to give God some praise, some honor, and some glory, you're going to have to defeat some opposition in the world, opposition that is often known and named. Your enemy is not hiding. Your enemy is right there. Beloved, Nehemiah faced opposition as he was asking to rebuild and seeking to rebuild the walls, and his opposition was named Sanballat and Tobiah. Beloved, have you named the opposition to rebuilding the walls in your health? Beloved, have you named the opposition to rebuilding the walls in your wealth? Beloved, have you named the opposition in rebuilding the walls in your relationships? If you have not named it, <laughs> then you may not have turned your named test into something that will become your testimony. 
Beloved, I encourage you to name it. I encourage you to name them if you can. Name who and what stands in the way of your proclamation of the goodness and greatness of God. Name it. Name them. Name your test, then pray. And by the grace of God, in the name of Jesus the Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, prepare for your testimony. I encourage you to live wholeheartedly in this process because if what you are seeking to do is truly impactful and worth doing, beloved, you will absolutely face opposition as you prepare to deal with the task that is before you. That is, if you want to do anything that really matters with your life. Beloved, Nehemiah journeyed to Jerusalem and began to survey the task that was before him. Nehemiah had a vision, a dream, a goal, and he was determined to make sure that it came to pass. Amen. Beloved, sometimes when you are seeking to do the miraculous, the incredible, the never been done before, you might be tempted to tell everybody about it. Spoiler alert. Somebody who listens to your vision may desire to vanquish your vision and you because they do not want your vision to come to pass. What should you do? Spoiler alert, somebody who listens to your goal may desire to kill your goal and you because they do not want you to achieve your goal. What should you do? Spoiler alert, somebody who listens to your dream may desire to snatch and bury your dream and you because they do not want your dream to become reality. What should you do? Beloved, sometimes you need to keep it to yourself and only tell those who truly believe in your vision and you, those who truly believe in your goal and you, those who truly believe in your dream and you. That is what Nehemiah did as Nehemiah 2 and 12 explains, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. God, the source of all that Nehemiah sought to do, knew. And for the time being, that was enough. The king, the resource provided by God, knew. And for the time being, that was enough. It reminds one of the Vicky Winans song, I've been lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated. I've been used, scorned, talked about sores of bone. I've been up, <laughs> down, almost to the ground, but... <laughs> Long as I got King Jesus, long as I got King Jesus, long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Beloved, Nehemiah did not have King Jesus, but he did have Almighty God on his side. And as he was being blessed beyond what anyone would have thought possible, he did not need nobody else. And so, beloved, Nehemiah went and saw the devastation and the destruction of Jerusalem. He had heard, but now he saw, and it was as bad as he had been told, and even worse. You see, beloved, there was a reason why Nehemiah needed to pray. He prayed for spiritual release from his mental and emotional turmoil so that he might be able to do whatever God needed for him to do in the situation. Beloved, before I go to visit the sick, the physically sick, the mentally sick, the emotionally sick, and the spiritually sick, I pray. I pray so that I might be able to do whatever God needs for me to do in this season of sickness. Beloved, I encourage you to pray in the seasons of sickness. 
Beloved, before I make a financial decision that needs to be made for myself and my family, for my business, for the boards I sit on, and for this church, I pray. I pray so that I might be able to do whatever God needs for me to do in the season of financial importance. Beloved, I encourage you to pray over your financial decisions. Beloved, before I approach anyone with a word of suggestion or advice over relational challenges between myself and others, between others, and sometimes people just dealing with themselves, sometimes you have a tough time dealing with you. I pray so that I might be able to do whatever God needs for me to do in the season of relational difficulty. Beloved, I encourage you to pray over your relationship challenges and issues. Nehemiah needed to pray, and then he needed to see what was the enormity of the task at hand. And after, the, after surveying the situation, he was ready to speak on the situation. So he didn't just run out there running his mouth like some people like to do. And Nehemiah then spoke in Nehemiah 2 and 17. Ye see the distress that we are in? How Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Beloved, Nehemiah laid out the problem, the obstacle, and the challenge. Beloved, for some people, when problems arise, when obstacles come, and when challenges stand in the way of making progress, moving forward and pursuing a new, better, and brighter day, they let the problems win. They let the obstacles win. And they let the challenges win by seeing it as, well, it just is what it is. But for others, some dare to live as Romans 12 to Christians before I even read the scripture. Uh, do you even know what it says? Now, there are any Romans 12 to Christians in the house. For it says, and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are there any Romans 12 to Christians in Zion Memorial? <laughs> Beloved, and in deciding to transform themselves as Nehemiah had decided to transform himself from being just a cupbearer to being a revolutionary leader of his people in rebuilding Jerusalem and rebuilding the Jews, problems became platforms to proclaim the goodness and greatness of God. Obstacles became opportunities to become oracles of the goodness and greatness of God. And challenges became circumstances to make claims on the goodness and the greatness of God. Again, are there any Romans 12 to Christians in Zion Memorial today? I want to know who it is that I'm preaching to because I want to know all my words going past you are the words getting in you because somebody needs to change who you have been and it will change the rest of your life. And so, beloved, Nehemiah made a decision and he revealed his decision to his people as Nehemiah 2 and 17 continued. He said, come, come, come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem and we be no more a reproach. You see, beloved, with God, the forgotten people will become the remembered people. Beloved, with God, the vanquished people will become the victorious people. 
Beloved, with God, the broken and burned people in their walls will become the blessed people and beacons of Shekinah, glorious light, shining brightly to show the world what it meant to be God's chosen people. Beloved, you are called to be salt and light. Are you salt and light in this world? Or has your salt lost its savor? Has your light gone out? Has your light gone out? Beloved, when you start talking like that, you, you, you better be able to back it up. And Nehemiah, he backed it up. In Nehemiah 2 and 18, Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. Beloved, Nehemiah let the people know that heaven and the earth was favoring him, and it would not be him alone. Heaven and earth was also favoring God's people. Beloved, I want to tell you right now, whether anybody else has told you recently, heaven and earth is favoring you right now. You just have to walk in the favor of a God who is favoring you right now, as if the blessings in heaven are here to be received here on earth right now, beloved. So, beloved, the people responded in Nehemiah 2 and 18, and they said, let us rise up. Somebody right now, let's put a pin. Somebody right now might want to give God some praise. I'm looking. Somebody right now might want to give God some honor. I'm looking. Somebody right now might want to give God some glory. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. You see, they said, let us rise up and build. And his confidence became their confidence. So they strengthened their hands. And for this good work. Beloved, God's favor was all over this situation. And it was all good in the hood, but everybody in the hood was not good. For Nehemiah 2 and 19 reveals, but when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant the Ammonite, and they added to their numbers with Gershom the Arabian, heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that ye do? <laughs> Will ye rebel against the king? The king that they did not know had already sanctioned and funded the work that Nehemiah was doing. As I told you, you can't tell everybody everything. Everybody can't deal with the favor that God has upon you. Don't be telling everybody everything. You see, beloved, God's favor over you does not exempt you from having to deal with difficult onerous and burdensome people. Somebody need to say, I know that's right. When dealing with them, you need to remember the blessed words of 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But, somebody say but. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that, ye are able. You can't carry my load, I can't carry your load. But God made me equipped to carry my load, and God made you equipped to carry your load. But will with a temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Some things God ain't going to get rid of, but God going to equip you to carry your load. And sometimes, I want to know how real somebody want to get up in here right now. When they get on your last nerve, you know that nerve. When they get on your last nerve, do remember the words of Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Hear me right. Neither give place to the devil. 
and trust in God that in time, the prophetic words of how God will deal with your enemies found in Isaiah 41 and 12, hear this right, thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing. Poof, they're going to be gone. And as a thing of naught will become proven words in your life as God delivers you, hear me right, over and 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 over again. You see, beloved, Nehemiah had greater confidence in the word of God than he had in the words of his enemies. And so he set the record straight in Nehemiah 2 and 20. The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But ye, his enemies, ye, our enemies, have no portion. You have no right. You have no memorial in Jerusalem. When we have our victory party, you ain't invited. You can't have no cake. No ice cream, and definitely not a napkin or a toothpick. You ain't invited. <laughs> Beloved, when you face challenges in your life, you will have to decide how you're going to move forward in your life. I encourage you to develop a focus on God like Nehemiah's focus on God and be inspired by the words of Psalm 37, 23 through 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand and beloved Nehemiah would need this perspective after making the decision to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem because while God is always pleased with our obedience please hear me right God's pleasure is displeasure to the devil it was God's work that Nehemiah was ultimately doing and the devil was not pleased as revealed in Nehemiah 4 and 1. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we built the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. Beloved, dare to be different. Dare to create options that are outside of the norm. Dare to decide to actually be who God is calling you to be and you will invite obstacles into your life. When the obstacles come, you have to decide how you're going to respond, hear me right, before the obstacles come. Not after. Before the obstacles come. I, I just told you they're coming. So before warned is before armed. So when they come, you need to know how to respond. Amen. So beloved, um, when Sambalat and the haters came, Nehemiah responded. In Nehemiah 4, 4 through 5, hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity. We ain't gonna fake it till we make it. They sin, we're gonna call it out of sin. And let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. Oh Lord, no, we don't want that mess forgiven. We want that mess dealt with. For they have provoked thee to anger. They thought they were coming against us, but because we were doing the work of God, God, they were coming against you. Beloved, when you stand right with God, 
God will stand right with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church radio broadcast with Rev. Randale Kane Jr. It is our prayer that this message inspires you to further your walk with Christ. For more information about Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, go to our website, zmmbc.net, or call 336-725-7390. We live stream our services on our Facebook page. Just search for Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church page. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Be blessed and continue to further your walk with Christ.